My name is Carl Anthony, and I work in the automotive industry in Detroit. Sometimes that work encompasses future vehicle technology, and that's what we talk about here, for the most part anyway. This is AutoVision News Radio. Our guest here on AutoVision News Radio is Mayank Sakaria, president and co-founder at Sibros Technologies Incorporated, where he's responsible for overall product, business, and customer strategy. Now, prior to co-founding Sibros, Mayank worked at Faraday Future, where he incorporated state-of-the-art practices in the vehicle development and validation phases. Mayank holds three patents, as well as a functional safety certification and a bachelor's degree in computer and electrical engineering from the University of California, Davis. We welcome Mayank to AutoVision News Radio. Mayank, thanks for being with us and good to talk to you today. Thank you, Carl, for having me uh, on this. And it's an absolute honor and a great opportunity for me to be able to share some things about myself. Indeed. Yeah, my pleasure. So let's go back to what made you want to pursue computer and electrical engineering? Let's go back to your college days. Yeah, I guess I, if I may, I can start by sharing a quick story and how I ended up doing engineering. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my dad always used to share this uh, with uh, my extended family, and and I've heard him say this. When I was in kindergarten, my teacher asked me, "What is that one item that you would like to have?" And I said, "An electric bulb." And okay. then the teacher asked why do you want an electric bulb? And I said, because it's bright and it lightens up the environment or wherever it is. Sure. And that, my dad used to share as me when, when I was growing up and it's just one of those things that stuck with me. And I just kind of got more involved with electrical side of things. Like I was part of uh, electronics group in my high school, did a lot of programming, did a lot of robotics. And from there, it just became a lot of interest. It, it developed a lot of interest in the area of physics and maths and, and, and engineering. Um, and then when I started in college, I just gravitated towards uh, computer and uh, electrical engineering. And, and that's how that journey began. It is one of those things that sounds a little, uh, little too cheesy, but truly oh, no. I for love me, it. it was seeing that excitement my dad had and, and he himself is a businessman. So he, he he's not an engineer most engineers, they follow their, uh, they follow the footsteps of their parents. In my case, I come from a family that has been entrepreneurs and, and has led big businesses, but I took a very different career path than my dad did. Sure. Of course. Well, I started playing with Hot Wheels cars as a kid, and that's how I ended up in the automotive industry. So I don't think your story sounds crazy at all. <laughs> Actually, Carla, since you brought this one up too, um, I will tell you how I got into automotive. Yes, so let's do it. I have about close to uh, 400 to 500 Hot Wheels. Uh, really? Back in, yeah, back at home in India. And my mom has still collected them because uh, she wants to show it to my kids at some point. I used to be very big on Hot Wheels. I mean, just uh, collecting those cars and, and having those Playstations and, <laughs> and all of that. So, yeah. <laughs> that way we both are very similar. <laughs> I know. And so now that we're, you know, grown up and, and we're adults kind of here, you know, you've got three patents, you've got a functional safety certification. Uh, Mayank, take us through that process. So how do you achieve these patents and the certifications and how do you go through that? And then what does it feel like when you finally do achieve that? Yeah. 
a lot of these accomplishments actually are from Faraday Future. Faraday Future for me was a great opportunity. It was my entry into automotive industry. And I didn't know much about vehicle architecture. I didn't know a lot of the concepts, a lot of the technologies that exist in the automotive space. Patents and, and functional safety certification were also new. In fact, the idea of patent coming out of not you know having too many experience of uh, from after college was very new to me. It was one of those things that my mentor really pushed me to do. Otherwise, I wouldn't have even thought about it. Sure. And we worked on three patents and it was a team effort. Basically, my every one in those in every single patent played a very particular role. For instance, one of the patents is on battery management monitoring system. So sure. as part of that patent, we had smart algorithm engineers at Faraday Future who had come up with these very complicated algorithms to predict SOC, which is state of charge, and then SOH, which is state of health for an okay. electric vehicle. But our challenge was running those big or those complicated algorithms on microcontrollers because it's a step one, step two, step three, it's in a sequence, right? When you run it on a microcontroller versus on a FPGA, which is where my expertise came in, uh, where you can have hardware accelerators that you can run in parallel. So how do you build that? How do you run those monitoring systems in FPGAs? So our patents are around, are, are around that aspects of it. The other one is on the vehicle itself. We were building an autonomous vehicle. As part of that, we needed a redundant 12-volt system, which was something that we worked on. So working on that state machine, how you make sure that you meet all the functional safety cases. Certification, again, is uh, was very new to me. It's uh, based on an ISO 26262 standard, uh, which is an automotive safety standard. And again, this was one of those things that my mentor really pushed me to do because of my background in systems, hardware, and software, where I understand all of those things really well. So he thought, the certification would just help the organization as we were trying to achieve that for our vehicle system. So I was one of the few ones to go for that certification and then bring back a lot of those learnings and, and we created a team around it. And then I played a very big role in, in kind of leading that effort to get our vehicles certified for ISO 26262. So now we go to Cibros, and I want to talk about the work the company is doing today, but we've got a nice progression going here. We've got the uh, image of the light bulb, your Hot Wheels car. So then the early work that you're doing in college and with Faraday Future. But at the beginning of the year, and I read this in Forbes, at the beginning of the year, you had a significant funding round. Before we talk about the current work you're doing, let's go back to the beginning of 2022. Talk about uh, that news that broke in Forbes in January. Yeah, Carl, that was uh, a very exciting time for us. We did raise about $70 million from investors and all the existing investors like Moneta Ventures, Nexus also participated in that round. And then we had the round led by Energy Impact Partners. They're a very big institutional venture firm that has invested in a lot of successful companies, including Ring, Proterra. And then we also had very strategic investments from companies like Google and then also Qualcomm Ventures. So we had a partner on the hardware side, and then also a very strategic move from having a cloud provider. And then along with that, we also have Fontanalis, Iron Pillars that participated in that round as well. And overall, the idea with that round was to 
create a war chest for us and also give our customers that comfort when they engage with us that this company is fully funded and we are able to now support our customers better since then we have grew significantly in, in different regions like India and Europe where now we have an office in India where we have a team in Europe and we have already set up an entity so and that growth will just continue to support our customers across the globe so let's talk about the work the company is doing today what's the latest news we have been very fortunate in terms of the timing that we have entered into the market we there's a lot of interest i think every single automaker now understands the power of a connected vehicle solution and and a platform and the need for this platform so we're not having to educate our customers on why this is important why this is needed which was not the case like 5 6 years ago so from that standpoint we've been very fortunate but we also see challenges around chip shortage and that has been its own challenge in terms of not just for us but more so for the vehicle manufacturers right because they that's delaying their product launches yep in terms of what's been going on i mean we just did a huge event with sono motors where we did a product demo we showed their vehicle uh, as part of their us tour we're continuing to do all of these with various customers we have big customers that we have signed in fact two weeks ago we signed a very very big two wheeler company that we're going to be working on and then deploying our solution next year so very exciting stuff yeah, going on yeah. at uh, at sebros i will be here all day long carl if i if i start uh, <laughs> going through all each one of them well let's let's dive into your website a little bit because you're talking about you know OEMs and automakers so on your website under the use cases sections you have some really good ones for OEMs reducing warranty recalls creating new revenue streams increasing brand loyalty let's talk a little bit about these use cases yeah that's a that's a great question carl so each oem each automaker has a warranty reserve so what that is is it's a fund that is maintained by the manufacturer so that they can meet their warranty expenses so when you go take your car to a dealership for diagnostics or some some malfunction that you had in the vehicle and they tell you oh your car is also due for a software update or a part replacement and you're not charged for it in reality that is what is coming from the automaker's uh, bucket Okay. and these funds are in billions of dollars so for instance if i was to take an example last year bmw you know from here in north america did a recall on their engine component unit and that recall was done on about 50000 vehicles or so and as a user when you took your bmw to the dealership you didn't have to pay a single time right but the automaker that recall costed somewhere between 15 to 20 million sure so this is where we add value right where that whole cost could have been mitigated if you had a system like ours or a platform like ours where you can push a software update down to the vehicle and update that engine control unit as part of that right right so that is what how we are reducing the warranty recalls right the other part of that is which you touched on is increasing brand loyalty right like if yeah. you had a product let's say you had two phones you okay. knew one phone you have to take to the apple store or 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 a store sorry um, yeah. to perform a software update and you had the other phone which is an iphone that you know you don't need to go to apple store again because right. you can just do an update over the air i mean which one would you choose right yeah 
Yeah, convenience and absolutely user experience. That's what and cars have been taking us from point A to point B. But if you look at the new age OEMs, there's and and even the existing ones, there's a very clear focus on that user experience part of it, just like how phone has done it for us. Oh, yeah. So that is where we enable our customers. In fact, one of the senior executives from a customer shared this with me, which was. OEMs have been seen as manufacturers, but he's truly creating a product that will enhance the user experience and we're enabling that for them. So, Man, that's fantastic. And then you've got other use cases too, four-wheelers, two and three-wheelers and fleets. Yeah. So our solution, Carl, we've built it such that it can be deployed on any platform, whether it's a two-wheeler or a three-wheeler or a four-wheeler passenger vehicle, commercial vehicle, construction vehicles. Pretty much any vehicle type, we are able to quickly integrate and deploy our solution. And the idea there was that when we worked in our previous companies, we had built a solution that was very custom, that was only for that vehicle architecture. And here going into this form of model, we knew we would be deploying on a different architectures, different vehicle types, different regions. So we, we kind of tailored our solution that way. We're enabling a lot of these use cases, but one of the unique things about us is a lot of these features requests that we get from our customers are are crowdsourced and we bring it back into our product and we make it available for all the customers, whether it's a two-wheeler or a four-wheeler. Sure. Like if we build something that is very advanced on the edge, let's say edge compute or to be able to set a geofence and if your range is way lower than what you have said, getting a warning, those kind of complicated implementations that we're doing, we're not just doing for one customer. The whole ecosystem is benefiting from, from that sort of engagement. Let's shift to the business side of things, in particular, the leadership side. So you're a co-founder, a lot of experience behind you. So when it comes to the leadership, Mayank, and then getting everybody in the organization aligned to a particular vision, what insight can you give us? Yeah, um, I will begin by saying that, you know, as a leader in the company, I've been very fortunate to lead and work with uh, people who are open-minded, who are just extraordinary in what they do. And, and just a overall, a great team of rock stars that yeah. uh, we have had, that I've had opportunity to work with at Cibros. So that already makes my job very easy um, yeah. in that sense. Because I continuously learn. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of it is derived from just how I was brought up. A lot of the things are derived from our investors and mentors and advisors. But one thing that sticks out the most, Carl, is being able to communicate widely, being able to communicate on some regular cadence because people do forget. People do have a lot going on in their lives and, and it's important to communicate the importance of what we need to achieve in that specific time cadence, whether it's a quarter, week, or a month, and doing it in an authentic way, yeah, which is very important. And I say it because, you know, when you open up and you make yourself vulnerable and you truly share why that goal is important and, and what that goal and what that impact would look like, a lot of people align themselves better with you once you have done that, because they will build more confidence and conviction in in the path that we march on. So that is something that sounds very simple, but is so powerful 
to do on, on some regular cadence with the leadership team, you, you have the right pulse check on all the things that are going on at the company level. Do you have a favorite Hot Wheels car out of out of your collection? Uh, <laughs> I liked the little shark car when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, I had, uh, I, I, I've been into sports car. I actually owned one as well. So for me, it was the, uh, all, all the different sports car that I had. And I remember one that would change color. I don't yes. know if you remember this. Oh, the yeah. one we would put in the fridge and it would change color. So <laughs> my, my brother gifted me that one and uh, he brought it from US uh, when I was in India. So that I still have and, and that's my favorite one actually. So. I, I remember that. Well, my hunk from from all of us here at AutoVision News, we want to thank you for your time and sharing your thought leadership and your expertise. Wish you the best of luck going forward and look forward to catching up with you sometime in the very near future. Thank you, Carl. To learn more about Sibros Technologies, visit Sibros.tech. That's S-I-B-R-O-S dot tech. Sibros.tech. You can also keep up with the company on LinkedIn and YouTube. In Detroit, with Mayank Sakaria, I'm Carl Anthony, AutoVision News Radio.